I'm Andy Lee, you're listening to Off The Wall, the Game of Thrones podcast from Off The Ball. You're welcome along to Off The Wall, it's a brand new Game of Thrones show brought to you by Discover Northern Ireland and Season 8 is just around the corner, we're going to be bringing you an episode every week before the final ever season, the final ever season, getting pretty emotional here, of Game of Thrones kicks off, we're going to do one today for the next half an hour or so, and we're going to do one next week when we go through a character by character breakdown of where everybody is in Westeros and how we think they're going to fare, are they going to live, are they going to die, well we're going to be discussing that over the next couple of days, Andy and Tommy you're very welcome. Owen, Andy, how are we? Good. Uh, we're going to get into all the conspiracy theories, spoilers everywhere, uh, I should say, over the course of the next half an hour or so. It's kind of emotional sitting here thinking that this is the last time we're going to speculate about what's going to happen over the course of a few hours of television over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> it's not long now. You've been watching it all back. Yeah, yeah, I've... Uh I started watching it back. Uh, my girlfriend had never watched it before, and I knew we were going to be doing this. I was like, you're going to have to watch it because there's going to be nothing else that I'm going to be doing during April. So we started watching it back ages ago, um, watched it on DVD, and then uh, we're only bloody season four, episode one. So, like, a lot of catching up to do now before the end, like, so... Um, really? Your time is ticking. I'll be leaving her behind, I think. <laughs> I think I'll be leaving Schaefer behind you. you have to crunch it. But it's, uh, it's been a, a, an experience watching it back because, like, I know I'm on her case a lot saying, are you watching this? Are you watching this? You know, because it, it's intense. But I actually think she's that never seen it. So never seen it. Never read a book. Was never into. You're at what? Season four. Season four, episode one. So we've just come off the back of the red wedding. Okay, how was her reaction? Oh, gory. Uh, I even I think I had my eyes covered for a bit of it as well. Jesus, it, it was worse than I remembered it. That's um, the big one, isn't it? Because you're so invested in in Rob. Yeah, in Rob Stark. You think you're invested in Rob Stark. You think you are. And once but, he's gone, you're like, eh? yeah, that's it. Like, you know, <laughs> I think that that's that's not true, is it? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, still suffering. Was, Are you? Yeah, I, I rewatched it. My same. My wife had never watched it, and she was pregnant at the time. I, I completely forgot that the scene. Uh, Rob's wife Talisa was yeah. pregnant during that, and I was like, she was like, "Why would you make me watch that?" <laughs> I know, it's but, uh, it's horrific, and it's like yeah. you're just. I'm just at the stage now where you're encountering um, Ramsey Bolton, mm. and like it's like. Uh, I'm like asking Schaefer, like, what do you th- what do you make of this guy? I'm not really giving it away. Like, I'm not giving any spoilers. Like, but it's like you're trying to, to gauge what the reactions are to these people. Like, and what does you think of Ramsey Bolton right now? Uh, the phrase for a lot of them is "dirty article" that I'm getting. <laughs> dirty article. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Tyrion as well. You're, uh, but you're a couple of like a uh, couple of episodes away from the purple wedding. Yeah, Joffrey. Yeah, yeah I'm still a bit away from that. That's a shocker. Yeah, there's a couple of shockers to come. Um, so like we've we, so the red wedding, uh, Ramsey has just come into the scene, and Jamie has just started kind of. Come you, good. You're starting to starting to feel empathy towards Jamie Lannister for the first time. Mm. It's like it's a strange thing, and even watching it back was a strange thing because I know for a fact when I first watched Game of Thrones back in 2011, 12, 13, when I was first watching it, I wasn't really getting it. I wasn't really getting what was going on. I don't know if everyone was like that. You see, there's a lot in the early episodes, a lot of exposition because. <clears throat> They're trying to tell the story of the first episode, but also trying to fill you in on Everything. on the on the history, on the backstories of these characters, and of the law of the land. And sometimes you kind of because even when I like we talk about like the journey of this, like I watched I can't, whenever it was debuted, I was in living in Detroit, and I remember this show came on HBO. Like me and brother got it, never heard of Game of Thrones. Me and brother just started getting into it. it was like this is kind of good, you know, <laughs> you know, getting into what, all of that stuff, that kind of history, and so kind of. Goes over your head Passed a little you bit. Goes over yeah. your head, and then um, it wasn't until later that I read the books, and then 
got deeper and deeper into it, that and you kind of you fill you fills out. It all triggers. Know. Yeah. So I think for anybody watching the first season, especially with all that, them trying to get you into it. It's it's t- it's it's tough to actually grasp the whole story. W- watching it back was a great decision because I understand it even more now. Watching it yeah, back, yeah, the Oh, it's it's so important. I don't think it's a tough thing for to, for the show to grasp the people though. Mm. I think it's tough for the the people to grasp what's actually going on. But in terms of excitement, it happens straight away. Like Bran getting thrown out of a window at the end of episode one, you're like immediately, this is different. This is this is very well, the different. The incest as well. Yeah, yeah, that's and different. Like most television shows. I know we're talking about character acts, but like. Was as view as our arcs, like when when you saw Jamie and Cersei, yeah, and you're like, what the hell? Like that's the brothers and sisters. Now, now you're like John and Daenerys. There aren't an aunt and nephew, and we're like, mm. yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're, you're, we're encountering like topics that we haven't seen before, and you're watching them with somebody, and you're like, how am I supposed to react to this as, <laughs> as you're watching them with somebody else? It's a bit like, what well, the thing about it is that it was such a shocker to see, you know, Ned Stark get killed, and then. Like, because that never happened. Where like this, oh, this is the main guy. He's like the most the, the well, noble, yeah. the heart of the show, and the well-known actor. Like he's such a big star. He's the man who's gonna like he's gonna come for the series. Then he's gone. Kind of just set us up, didn't it? Yeah, but then like it's been done so much by other shows since. You know where they kill off a relatively famous person within within the show early on. Um, it's kind of been diluted. But we've lacked a few big deaths in the last season. I don't know if they've been as surprising as shocking. There's kind of like. A lot of the big characters kind of have plot armor now where they're kind of protected by their their place in the show, you know, their importance to the story. And also, the show sur- surpassing the books, they don't they don't really know where, th- where these characters finish up in the books. And so there's kind of been, there's been a big stall, really, since season five, I'd say. There's been a big stall in the development. So, like, six and seven... There hasn't been a. It's kind of been stalled. Like things have been playing out. I know, like Daenerys arrived in Westeros, and different things happened. John came back to life, but they've kind of been at a standstill in their development. But it's going to come to a head now. Yeah. Your point is interesting about the fact that there was no big deaths in the last season, which is true. Well, we had like the biggest one was was Littlefinger. Yeah. Um, but, but it was kind of like. That is. It just went there. And Stannis, the season before, Stannis Baratheon, like both of those are still alive and well in the books and, and still huge players, you know. But um, but I do, I do wonder if, like, the audience, like, as you said there, is that it? That you, you say we've become conditioned to thinking, well, you know, it, it's all fine for uh, John and Daenerys to be together after what we've seen earlier on. We've also been conditioned that way to think about murder and death in the thing, where it's like, give us more. We want to be heartbroken. Well, like, did anybody even, like, bat an eyelid when, when Ramsay killed his mother-in-law who was pregnant with the baby? Yeah, nobody did. <laughs> we've become like monsters. We're used, to, we're used to seeing it, like. Yeah. You're just expecting it. We've become horrible people watching Game of Thrones. The, the, the more we've got sucked into this world, I know. we've become horrible people. Like, we've gone on graphs just like characters have got. Like, <laughs> Jamie may become a nice guy. Me watching Game of Thrones, I've become a monster. I think, <laughs> I think that's the beauty of it, though. Isn't, isn't Game of Thrones just presenting you with a mirror? Like, it's like mm. what people are like. In Game of Thrones, you've got people who are really, really good, but mm. they're capable of doing really bad things. And you've got people who seem really, really bad, but then all of a sudden they're capable of doing something that saves everybody. So, like... What, what I want to know is, you talk, when we talk about character arcs, are we done with the undulations in, in the graphs? Are, have we seen the last of the ups and downs? So Jamie was a significant one. I think Tyrion was a relatively significant one. I think Arya and Sansa have both had significant graphs in terms of yeah. how much you're enamoured towards the character. Sansa's finally now at the end. She's kind of found some authority where, like, they they just just 
beat the hell out of for, for like six or seven seasons. Even That's like, a sorry for you, know, you were she like, had, oh, what's she doing? All the time, and like between she being manipulated and and just like treated badly from with Joff, yeah, Joffrey. Then she was forced to marry Tyrion. Then she kind of finally gets away. She's with Littlefinger. Then she's pushed into marrying Ramsay. And it's just like, come on, we've done this, we've done this. But now finally she's kind of come strong in the end. And um, it will be good to see her kind of have some authority, you know. And I think mm, I'm her sure. end game, which, you know, which we'll get into, I'm sure. But let's talk about that now. Mm. Like, when you say some authority... Do you mean she's going to be the dominant person or even, say, on a lesser level, the dominant woman in the North? Because Some they, authority we, we know who she's enough. about to meet. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Daenerys coming. I think that will undermine Jon or weaken Jon in some sense in the eyes of the Northerners because he's, he's, kneeled, he's, he's kneeled down to Daenerys. He's uh, bent the knee mm. to Daenerys. And now she, she was the one who's always kind of championed the North. I don't know. I guess she's been in there in, in his stead and has done a reasonably good job. It's, you know, you had those scenes of her um, governing in season seven where she was making sure they had enough storage for the winter and preparing for winter. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, especially now with, if, any, if it comes news that John's a Targaryen. Mm. How does that play out? How know? quickly does that get out? That's, that's coming out in the first episode, isn't it? I think so. Well, well, we're going to talk about this. But I think what might happen is that uh, John and Daenerys being in love is going to come out very, very soon. I think it's going to be a part, yeah. Them arriving together the way it is. Yeah, I think it's, uh, from the trailer, it looks like they're going to play that out. They're not going to make any, any they're not going to hide it in any way. You know? Who's got the information that incest is going on? Tyrion. Ty- well, Bran. And Bran. And Sam. And Gilly. And Gilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they discovered the yeah. book that, that Rhaegar's marriage was annulled. There's a the nice little Septon. army of people who can completely change the politics of the landscape very, mm. very quickly. Because I think when you talk but, about... Let's talk about character arcs. Gilly, a wildling, yeah. you know, comes out, learns how to read, learns how to be a mother, goes to the city and discovers... John's parentage. Yeah. You know, the, well, not his parentage, but that he, he's actually legitimized. Yeah. The last line from Bran in the last season was, he's never been a bastard, he's the heir to the Iron Throne. Mm. So that, that was what we were left with mm. as the sex scene was happening between John and his auntie. Yeah, <laughs> which is interesting. Like, uh, Gilly's an interesting, like, from, from Wildling to Meister, basically, is, is how her arc has gone. And, like, you talk about how the people in the North will have a lot of disdain for John for the way he bent the knee. But the person who completely personifies the North, I think at the moment, is actually Sansa Stark. Mm. When she knows this, which will be immediate, she will absolutely despise John. I agree with you. For bending the knee. The relationship between Sansa and John is going to be very different to the old relationship between Sansa and John. And I do wonder if the Arya and John relationship, because let's face it, they're going to meet mm. uh, once again. And I think that's a reunion that we've all wanted to see for seven seasons now. That might be a cold one as well. Well, Larry is cold anyway now, isn't she? Well, She's that's the thing. Between her and Bran, it's, it's like... Faceless, soulless. <laughs> the mm. actors, the, like, the act, some of the choices the actors just make, I don't know who's directing them or yeah. what, if they've been told to play this way, but, you know... They do Bran, feel... Bran was a savage, you know, straight away, I saw you on your wedding night to Ramsay. Mm. You look so beautiful. Just straight away, the first thing he said to Sansa, I'm reminding her yeah. of that horrific night. So, I just done, I don't know... Um, in place of a personality he's become. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. The Santa is now kind of 
she kind of embodies the spirit of her dad in the first well, season. And all yeah. this stuff, yeah, and all this stuff is irrelevant now because all this kind of political manoeuvring and, and posturing, the, the White Walkers are upon them, you know, they, they, they're, they've breached the wall and they're coming down, you know, and that's kind of, that's the other great thing about this show because you're watching these episodes and, oh, this, that, look what he did, and, you know, you wouldn't expect that. And all of a sudden there's these army of zombies coming yeah. like over the nut no yeah. one's even like paying attention to yeah. them, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I guess they're not gonna be able to do that anymore. Is our relationship with them going to change? The White Walkers? The White Walkers. Is, is the Night Kid going going to become humanized in some way? It's hard like it's hard to know. Um now the actor who plays the Night King, um, he has in a recent interview said that he has a target that he wants to there's someone he wants to kill, which is interesting. Because up to this point, we know nothing about them. We know nothing about them at all. Like, all we know is that they're set on destruction. But what are their motives? Why have, why have they come back after so many thousands of years? Who who are, like what's who do they what do they want? We don't we, like we don't really know. It's been it's seven seasons now, and we know nothing about them. Um, You're talking specifically about who do they want to kill? Like that? Yeah, but yeah. Doesn't. What what's their main what's their main goal? What's their main goal? What's like? It's hard to know. Like, it's just a kill. How are they, they going to have? How are they going to have a character arc where we're going to feel sorry for them? Well, that's like missing something here. It like. seems like it's such a ridiculous thing to say. But well, like, we, uh, we, will ha- we will have to find out more about them because it's it's the massive elephant in the in in the room, but in the castle, whatever. Because they've been te- not teasing us, but giving us little glimpses, little glimpses. You know, turning the Craster's babies into White Walkers. There's this, there's one idea that he's coming for Sam and Gilly's baby. Because that was what that was promised to him, you know, that Christ was sacrificing his sons to the White Walkers, and and they t- they took that one from him. So maybe he's coming for the baby, but it seems to be a lot more than that. You know, it seems to be a lot more. Um, where did this bit like the, the White Walkers were around years ago, prehistory in in the Game of Thrones world, and. There was a pact between them and the children of the forest mm. and, the, and the first man. So maybe, maybe that pact's been broken, um, but it's. Well, they were created by the children. Mm. Mm. It, but like it's it, well. See, we had you know with this theory where Bran is the Night King. Um, you said that's nonsense. It could still be because the actor, the actor who, it's, it's it is the actual actor who plays the Night King now, um, Vladimir. I can't think of his surname, sounds Eastern European. Mm. But he's, he looks a bit like Bran, facially. And so he's he is, he is, maybe, he, like, he's not standing, not seen standing. He's just pinned up against a tree with his mouth tied. And maybe he's saying, I'm from the futures. Don't create me because this, is, this will cause trouble. This will be the end of the children of the forest in the future. Yeah. Um, that's, like, would, would you be disappointed with that ending if it turns out it's a big time loop and that Bran goes back in time to stop the creation of the Night King, tell the far- children of the forest, but then actually he's the one they capture and make him, and he becomes the Night King. Would you be disappointed? Is that, is that the theory? Is that what it is? That's the theory, yeah. Excuse everything. Like, I mean, we're, we're not only getting into a, cons- into a theory here that may not exist, we're, we're kind of digging down deeper into it. So how has time skewed itself to the point where future Bran is invading and charging on well, current Bran and his people? Well, we've seen he can af- affect the past. There's always that problem, yeah. with, you know, with, with Hodor, with uh, calling to his younger dad at the Tower of Joy. Yeah. So he's seen, like, he can affect them, okay. and now that he's even more powerful, like, can he walk somebody in, the, in go, ba- go back in, 
hit like into the weirwood net and then walk into somebody, some random man, and then he becomes an Night King, who is actually Brandon, he's trapped in the loop. Ultimately, that becomes a very different thing. It completely changes the motive of what mm. it is. So say, let's just carry this forward a little bit. Say the Night King is Bran Stark. Does that then clear up what his motivation is? No. Does it? Why, like, why, is, it, why is he intent on killing everybody? Is, is he intent on stopping a charge from the south? Well, the, the only thing is that by being... Yeah. It, like, it, is there going to be... I, like, what we well, know is... In the books, the White Walkers can't... They have their own language and it sounds like ice-breaking. So... How are they going to sit down and, and meet? And like, apparently, there's like the children of the forest have been wiped out. Yeah, you know, there's not, there's, they're not around anymore. Now there might you be some so. left. Yeah, there might be some left on the Isle of Faces, which is this island where there's a lot of werewolf trees, and that's where they live. Okay, but that's unknown. So I don't know. It's <laughs> we'll find out. I hope we, we certainly will. It's a, I, I find that you have to deal with the Night King because Look, they, yeah. he just can't come down and and be. Like it's a pro- he's a problem in the sense of the story of the plot because if he's coming down down the land and he's destroying everything in his path with Viserion and whether he, he whether he yeah whether he kills everybody or they kill him they're gonna like what's it, like what's they're gonna have to explain why he's doing this and what what's about unless they just go full Shaun of the Dead and they just don't explain it it's like oh there's zombies over there charging on us and uh, that's just the way it is I don't, <laughs> I don't think Game of Thrones fans would settle for that though oh, they absolutely they've invested way too much there would be like, protests on the streets like, this is, unless they clear this thing this up this is the trouble like when, when like, you start researching for I know thing. but when you look at like the last two seasons where on, even the, since they've gone beyond the books the writers and the showrunners you wouldn't really trust them, would you? Like no. when you look at some of the plot holes of the last few seasons, you would say like this is like some of the like like just I I love the show. I'm I'm, I'm all about it. Like I'm April fourteenth kind of comes soon enough for me. But like when you look at season seven, like unless it's explained, like why didn't the Night King kill Daenerys there sitting on the dragon? He's standing up on the, when they go beyond the wall to to bring back a white to prove to everybody yeah. that the white walkers are real. And Daenerys comes they're, in the, they're in the middle of the island, they're surrounded by whites, Daenerys flies down, everyone climbs on the dragon, the white, the Night King picks up his spear, and he hits the flying dragon, the harder target. Why didn't he just hit Drogon, Daenerys, kill them all there and then? So, like, it was a, that's a huge, like... It's a plot huge, hole and there's a reason. Exactly, exactly. So, that has, has to be explained. Let's. You talk about trusting and uh, like having trust in the the, the writers. Mm. Like when it comes to actually having trust in what they're going to do with characters in terms of consistency, is there a danger that stuff just isn't going to make sense? That there is a flaw in a character that really just doesn't uh, stay in line with what has happened previously to that character. Like people can use uh, Arya overseas as a as a weird sort of season or two she had. Well, you would say like Tyrion in the last series in seven. He made a lot of bad mistakes. He was very Ontarian. Mm. You know, he was very. Every plan he laid out, it, it went wrong. You know, he 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 planned the attack on Castle Rock yeah. because he knew the the entrance for for the drainage. And when he got there, they had moved. Everyone had vacated the city. There was no one, to, and the, and then they lost their ships. You were an attack that attack their fleet. You um, you had laid out all of these so things to us previously. Also, it's very yeah. interesting. And if you even go beyond that. When Jorah returned to Danny uh, after him and Tyrion, after he brought Tyrion to Danny, he can't, Tyrion counsels Danny to send Jorah away, and also um, Daryon Naharis, yeah. who is 
Daenerys kind of concubine, but also ally, strong male character. He he counseled t- uh, Daenerys to lead Dario and Harris in Marine to rule in Marine. So, and that, t- those things didn't add up f- to me. So, and it's been there's been a lot of speculation online and leaks that Tyrion will betray Danny and John and for Cersei. For Cersei. Well, for himself. Yeah, and f- and for the Lannisters. For Cersei's baby. Mm. We think. But, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, this is the thing. This is the thing. Which she said she's pregnant. In the in the trailer, she's drinking wine. And wine. Yeah. Do they have that. Do they have great medical science back in the Game of Thrones day? When is this time? That's the thing. So you, you think it's it's it doesn't exist that time. You know, like you know, I know it doesn't exist. But like we think it's a medieval land. But yeah. It's not. And there's a whole other story. A whole other question there of like. They've got thousands of years of history, but they've never progressed te- in, into te- mm. technological age. Like why? Because they get knocked out every thousand of years by white walkers. It's like global warming, except That's it happens every thousand <laughs> years. That's the theory. I want to see a thesis on that. <laughs> so, well, uh, going back to previous leaks, um, the season seven script was basically leaked by this guy called Freaky Doctor. He's an mm. online YouTuber from Spain. I looked him up. And he leaked season seven before, prior to the season, and... Is this was, the episode it, drop? When all the episodes dropped? This was, this was, no, this was, that was before that. Okay. This was like, see, no, this was after, this is before season seven, and he leaked it, and everything that happened in, in his leak came, came, through. came through, except the final thing, which they may have saved for this season, which is Cersei having a miscarriage. Ooh. So if that does happen, that will change her motives hugely. Will she care about anything anymore? Will she just become, will she just fulfill, will she become the mad queen? She is the, she mad, is the mad queen. Yeah, I know. She blew up the set. She, she, I guess she is. She but burnt them all. That, that scene where she reveals to us that she's pregnant mm. is when she's, it's a desperate ploy to keep Jamie. That's what it looked like to me. It's like, come on. And like, Tyrion, yeah, to get Tyrion. And Jamie didn't buy it. Or if he did buy it, he just didn't care. He just had, yeah. Well, he's trying to make good. On himself, on, on you know, I don't know. Is, is, is he trying to please everybody? <laughs> he could, he could well be. Like, does he care too much about people? The line, the line from Jamie in the trailer is, "I promise to fight for the living, and I intend to keep that promise." Mm. Like, what a character arc! Yeah. This man has just got a heart of gold, <laughs> a hand of gold, and a heart of gold. Um, it's interesting you mentioned about the, the miscarriage there, because just reading back on the Maggie the Frog prophecy, which mm. is one of the things that and Old Nan are the two prophecies <laughs> that, or like uh, whatever, ice spiders, massive ice spiders of the undead is uh, the is Old Nan's prophecy from season one that I want to see come through. But also Maggie the Frog's prophecy, her big thing was that you will have three children or however many children, and they will all die before you do. That the miscarriage situation works there. Or but she's already had three. Mm. Exactly. And they're all dead. Or it's fully true, and they're all dead, and she's lying about her pregnancy. Uh, or the whole thing could be a load of bollocks, but uh, I don't think it is. Also says that your little brother will strangle you. Strangle mm. you. So is it going to be Jamie or will it be T- Tyrion? You know, so... Like, prophecy is big. Or is there... No, there's no, there's no, there's no other Lannister. You see, in season that, one, that it was a bit of a mistake. Like, no, I don't know if it's a mistake, but maybe she was lying. When, when Bran, in season one, when Bran is in bed, he's in a coma, and uh, Catelyn Stark is beside his bed, and she comes up and pays him, pays him, and it's kind of like a real human moment from Cersei, and she kind of says, you know, I had my first child died. He was a little brown-haired beauty, 
Um, and there's a theory that that is actually Gendry, mm. because when Gendry describes his mother to Ned Stark later on in the series, he says she was a tavern wench, but she had blonde hair, and she would sing to me. And she, so she mentioned that she would sing to sing to him, and uh, so. Anyway, that's, so that's, that's a whole nother. It's, it's Gendry versus Jamie versus Tyrion. Well, is Gendry like well, Gendry will be legitimised, I would say, at some stage during the season. He won't be a bastard anymore. Yes, yeah. he's the last Baratheon. So. The last Baratheon or the, hmm. the heir to Cersei. It did seem like a deliberate effort to get him back in the game as well. Like, why, yeah. why, why is Gendry back in front of us? We knew he would return at some point. Davos has literally just placed him on the boat in my. Uh, my own timeline of what we're watching Game of Thrones back so he's literally just hopping to the boat well, he doesn't know how to row got, he doesn't got, know how to row <laughs> you've got a long way to go well it's all the entry yeah, entry. <laughs> yeah it's like it's mad so you've got that prophecy if, if basically Cersei has a miscarriage and it happens early days then I think it's a dead cert that she's getting strangled by one of her younger brothers. And yeah. then it, it may seem who that is. Now, I want to double back on the Tyrion thing because we, we went down this rabbit hole when we started talking about Tyrion. We were talking about how there might be holes in what the showrunners are doing unless, of course, they've been setting this up. This sort of weird behaviour of Tyrion Lannister is actually just their plan to tell us mm. he is going to betray everyone that we believe to be good. It was just that look when they go into the room and John goes into the room on the boat... And it was you're left looking at Tyrion's face, and it's 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 very long. John and Daenerys. Yeah, yeah. Like, is he is he happy? He's not like it's so it's so ambiguous. Does he is he happy about it or is he sad about it? Like, apparently they've said that he's in love with Daenerys Daenerys from Mm. from early doors. Uh, that wasn't always apparent to mm. me. Was it? I don't know. Well, just I the, didn't find that either. There's one I, I just I've tried to follow this up to see if, was there any evidence of this. And apparently, uh, a lot of people, people who are big into Game of Thrones and to forms, will well know this. But if you haven't seen this uh, in season six before they go to Marine, one of the leaked scripts actually reads this uh, as one of the directions. So, uh, with regards to Tyrion uh, looking at Daenerys, they say uh, he studies her face. Danny is staring into the distance, so Tyrion is able to watch her from up close. Goddamn, but she is beautiful. He watches her for a beat too long and turns away lost in her own thoughts she doesn't notice that he's flustered that suggests to me this Mm. is the television show that whatever they've got planned they want to try and create some sort of situation where Peter Dinklage is trying to to characterise himself as somebody who loves who he's looking at also his motive would be because before she flies away in season 7 to go rescue John and the others beyond the wall he kind of asks her about succession, what happens if she dies, and she refused to answer it. Um, and, may, and she is impulsive, Daenerys. You know, she burnt the Talies mm. pretty much on a, in a, oh. on a whim, yeah. yeah. And she's been shown to, you know, to, to, to be yeah, impulsive, and, 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 and she has the power because she controls dragons. So maybe he's afraid of her in that sense that if she does come into power, that she'll be too powerful and that... The realm, the realm would be better off with a democracy because he's kind of hinted at that. Mm. That that's the way forward. That they should vote or cast votes, or that everyone should rule their own small kingdom, you know, their own state. And like Tyrion is the Joe Schmidt of Game of Thrones. Like he's playing a longer game than anyone there. He's always playing the long game. He's always plotting ahead for the Rugby World Cup. Never mind the Six Nations. Like, like, but he is. He's always been the one that. Uh, Five or six great. steps ahead. 
Right, let's, let's just end this podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> he's not in love with her. He's not in love with her. Uh, there are a couple of th- other things that we kind of wanted to touch on. Uh, one of those, and you've already mentioned it, and I just want to get into this in a little bit more depth before you wrap up, is the Freaky Doctor mm. script. So this is a guy basically on YouTube. He speaks in Spanish. Mm. Uh, he lives in Seville. Yeah. And that's where a lot of it's shot. He leaked... Um, apparently he'd seen or had evidence of Tyrion is going to be on trial it's going to be at the dragon pit and I, what was interesting was that Danny and John were there Gendry was there Bran was there but not all of the major players so maybe this is after the whole thing is and maybe this is the final episode when they're just kind of like how do you see let's go I know that we're getting into the leaks and maybe we're going off, off script or off point but like the structure of this season like, they're going to have to dig up the nerves. Obviously, in the first two or three episodes... Well, see, uh, Miguel, Miguel Sopozniak, the director who who done Battle of the Bastards and Hard Home, mm. he's down to direct episode three. So we're thinking exactly. that's going to be the big battle okay. between the White Walkers. And whether that's resolved there, whether the White Walkers make it breach, make it past Winterfell, and then they have to flee, the main characters have to flee, and then take refuge in King's Landing. And then... They kind of get ready talk, for a final talk siege. to Cersei or deal with Cersei then and then. Then, then f- like it's interesting how it's going to play out, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Um, but to get back to Freaky Doctor, yeah. So he leaked that Tyr- Tyrion. There'll be a trial scene with Tyrion where he's on trial. That was a long time ago, but recently he 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 was teasing this this leak, and he um, he released a YouTube video, and it's since been banned. By HBO, so that kind of gives it more credence, you know. Yeah, yes, so HBO actually have form in this. Uh, I know that I was listening to a Ringer podcast recently, and they were saying that they made a prediction around season seven or season six, and the prediction was so close to the bone. Uh, actually, sorry, it wasn't for their podcast, it was for the HBO show they did. And HBO editors were like, we actually have to cut out this prediction because really? you're bang on the money, this is going to happen. So that to me if is they a red read, flag. If they had read Freaky Doctors leaks, then they could have just ripped the whole thing themselves, you know. Um, so. Now he's saying in this this leak, um, it's not actually a script. It's just points in this thing, and I think we've all read it at this stage, have we? Have we all I read haven't it? seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, that they'll arrive at Winterfell. Find avoid it. Danny and John, the Dothraki, which we've seen in the trailer, and the Unsullied, and then Tyrion, um, Varys are in, the, in a separate kind of carriage. They're talking about that Daenerys is going to have to tell Sam about his parents get that. His, his father and brother got burned, and so eventually she'll do that. And he's not too upset about his dad, but he is upset about his brother. There's also a, a, a discussion between Sam and Bran about um, revealing John's parentage to him. And then it's it's in, within the leak. It's it's left to Sam to tell John. And John is down in the crypts, and he tells him down in the crypts that he's dead. And who he is? Yeah, and I think John's reaction is. He kind of rejects it at the start. Very interesting. Mm. The thing, the dead cert, is if this comes true, how is Tyrion going to actually be put on trial? And it's going to be trial by combat again. <laughs> like, who is going to... Yeah, maybe we'll get... Maybe that will lead to a game ball. Yes. Maybe that will be, because if he does work with Cersei, and she's still alive, or Robert Strong, or whatever his name is now, the mountain, the... the, 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 the yeah, the mountain. The mountain, yeah. Um... Whether he's still alive, is he still alive now? Who knows? <laughs> but like, uh, maybe he'll choose the mountain, and then they'll choose the hand. The hand will step up. 
Because that was foreshadowed in season seven. For sure. Yeah. Um, His character Graf has been on the verge of doing that the whole way through. The Hound. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about overcoming his fear, isn't it, I guess? Yeah. The Hound and Arya's... Uh, Those were some of the best scenes, wasn't it? Yeah, well, they're, they're going to reunite mm. at some point mm. soon. In episode one, actually, according to that freaky yeah. doctor script. Yeah, so... Because he's with Brienne. The Hound well, with Brienne at the moment. I think it? that'll be like... That'll be a nice moment for all of us viewers. The first episode of all the reunions. You know, the Hound, Breen and Tormund. See what's going on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Breen and Jamie. If Jamie turns up in the first or yeah. second, you know, there's some, and obviously, Jamie and Bran, what's what's that going to be? Like, you know, is Bran just going to be completely weird the, the way he has been and just accept it all and say, this is part, without you doing what you did, I wouldn't be who I am now? Or will he blame Jamie? You know, will he have resentment there? Mm. The thing, uh, and a kind of a final point to finish up on is, when are we going to see the first big twist? So, and I think from what we're talking about here, the first big twist is going to be Tyrion betraying everybody yeah right? but that uh, that could be somewhere down the line yeah. you know if he's in the north but if the trial the trial law would be for the betrayal and yeah that's, that, so could, that could be maybe like be down episode the line. 4 episode 5 you know but and they're filming it in Seville so yeah that's Why King's Landing so that right that's King's so Landing they'll so. have had episode 3 will be the battle they'll have had the, the only thing like, why he has to serve them now because he physically is in the north and the White Walkers are on the, are on the way Right. So it's in, it's in his interest to win that battle anyway mm. before he can get down to Cersei and do whatever he has to do because self-preservation, first and foremost, I'm sure. And at what point does the snow hit King's Landing? At what point is Seville a pointless mm. uh, location for King's Landing? I know, well, it's snowing. Uh, we saw the first flakes of snow fall, didn't yeah. we, in the last episodes as Jamie rose, rode away. It will be interesting to see that. There were some leaked f- um, photographs of the King's Landing set and it was completely burned. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And destroyed. So there's wildfire left. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dragonfire. Or dragonfire. Maybe the Night King makes it down, or Daenerys comes down with her dragon. Yeah. What do we call Viserion? Like, what, what kind of fire does Viserion have? Ice fire. Ice kind fire. of ice fire. Blue fire. Yeah, it's a blue, blue flame. flame. Blue flame. Hot okay. gas. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it wasn't ice fire because like, it melted the wall. Yeah. Unless it was like uh, extremely cold and it just, you know. What, what do we call it? Yeah, okay, we call it. We, we, need, to, we need to come up with some sort of. Uh, I don't know. Blue, blue steel Thermodynamics. The blue steel does the job. Um, who are you rooting for? Uh, I don't know. I My, don't I'm, sure. root, I'm rooting for John, and I'll tell you why. It's because I want to be disappointed. I, I want to feel what I felt in the Red Wedding, which is the final vestiges of pain that Game of Thrones can bring you, and I just know that Jon Snow followers are going to get it in the gut. It's going to be... You root for Jon to get killed or to, to, to make well, the sister I, I, I want to root for him so that I can feel the pain of it being ripped away do from you, me again. Do you, oh, yeah, okay, okay. This is, uh, do you personally still uh, care that much about Jon Snow? Because I don't. I'm going to have to get myself up to actually care about him because I really think that ultimately... Being a masochist kind of a thing, you just want to hurt. It, it, it's it kind of a curiosity, <laughs> Andy. It's a curiosity <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, on a serious note, I think he's screwed. I, John, I think Jon Snow is screwed. I think Jon's going to make it. I think Daenerys is screwed. I think she's going to die. Do you? Yeah. I think she might be pregnant at the moment, or will become pregnant, and then she'll have to... I think she'll make a choice, even though she, like, she's always wanted to sit down in front. That's her birthright. That's what she's doing since she was a, she was a slave. No, since she was a slave, since she was nothing, to get to the Iron Throne. But I don't think she'll actually get there. I think... She'll sacrifice herself, maybe, and her dragons, to save John and maybe her baby. Mm. And 
John, I don't know if he'll sit the Iron Throne if Rule is if ruling is if he's suited to it, but I think he'll make it out in the end. And uh, I don't know. I think I think Sansa's probably got the best chance of Sansa. Yeah, I, I think Sansa. You're rooting for her. I I just have a feeling that I'm not necessarily rooting for her, you. I just yeah, think I that be. that's that's probably. I think she's going to be left there. I just think, I think that she's one to watch. I think full circle. It's going to come back around. Mm. And Sansa Stark is going to be the one. She's always wanted to be the queen. She yeah. like you know she she's like Cersei when she's a kid. Like do you know that flashback to Cersei um, with uh, the the, pro- the prophecy at the start of season five? Mm. Like Cersei is so sure she's going to, but I'm still going to be the queen. Um, yeah, the, the Maggie the Frog prophecy. Ma- Maggie the Frog, and like at the start, at the very very first few episodes, when you're listening to Sansa, you're like, oh come on, she just wants to meet Joffrey. She wants to go to King's Landing. It's her dream to do all this, and she's done it all, and it's going to come full circle. I think we're going to get the full Game of Thrones treatment on it. What happens? What was the turning point in Sansa early on? It was it was her direwolf getting executed. Oh, that yeah. was the moment it changed for Sansa Stark. Now, I've read a very good theory. This is not my theory. I won't take credit for this. I'm Reddit somewhere. I'm sorry that for not crediting. Uh, it was that ultimately what was the direwolf's reason for dying? It was actually in place of another wolf, right? It was in the it was, hand. Yeah, exactly. That that should not have happened to that thing. That was a sense of injustice. Is there a, ch- a chance that that will become personified in whatever Sansa Stark's character graph is? Will she, will somebody else suffer because of something she's done or vice versa? Because we've seen the mirror image of the direwolf's behaviour or, or their consequences or the things that they've suffered or the things that they've enjoyed yeah. as a mirror image to the actual characters of mm. the people that own them. I'd be very interested in, in seeing that sort of mirror image and how that develops. I think that has still, it, it's not too loose an end, but it can still be knotted up a little more tightly. Yeah, no, well, the only, the only fear is you have six episodes, you know. There's a lot it's of true, lot a lot loose ends to tie up, you know, and I think that's. There was no reason why they couldn't have done ten last season and ten this season. Yeah. They were like everyone would have been happy. No, they have, they have they have commented that they don't, like I think the first couple of episodes are like fifty-four minutes long, but then they they bump up to eighty minutes long mm. towards the end of the season. So there isn't going to be a moment to catch your breath. It's yeah. going to be boom, boom, boom. Everything is going to matter, unless or, or else it just becomes like lost. And like it's like, wait a minute! There's like 20 minutes left in this last episode, and nothing's being tied up. Uh, I hope that's you, not the case. If you miss anything, we'll be analysing it here every week, won't we? We'll have well, that stuff. That's it. That's a that's a nice little segue to finish up episode one of uh, Off the Wall. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Andy. Thank, Thank you, Tommy. Tommy. Uh, we, yeah, we're going to be back again next week for episode two of Off the Wall, brought to you by Discover Northern Ireland. We're going to have a big, massive chart around here over my shoulder, where we're going to have little heads of all the characters all around Westeros, and we're going to be predicting if they're going to live or if they're going to die season 8 is just around the corner and we're going to be live every single week after every single episode of Game of Thrones we'll see you next week on Off the Wall